the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Welcome back, America. Normally I joke with Congressman Michael Gallagher about the pitiful Packers, but not this morning uh, because everything is broken in Afghanistan. It is actually a tragedy unfolding before our eyes. Congressman Mike Gallagher serves on the Armed Services Committee of the House of Representatives, a member of the Nixon Seminar. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Well, I've been without power here for about 12 hours in Green Bay, and I know you're going to turn that into a Packers joke because uh, Wayne tried to do the same thing to me earlier, but uh, we're getting by. We're getting by, Hugh. What is is uh, Aaron Rodgers in charge of the repair effort? He's not showing up yeah, for minicamp. Yeah, he's not there for the yeah. training camp, so I assume he's no, not. He is. Ex- he's back. He's back. He's back. All's well in Packer world. Jordan Love is taking all the snaps, friend. You know that. He's taking all the snaps. It's a matter of time till he's gone. The Rogers era setting. But but seriously, the Afghan stuff. Let's let's concentrate on that. I have never seen us bug out this way since nineteen seventy five. This is the worst. And we are we're just running away, Mike Gallagher. Well, 1975, I think, is the opposite analogy. I mean, this is the Saigon moment, and it is going to have an adverse impact on American deterrence around the world. Uh, If you're watching the way in which this is being done, um, you're questioning America's commitment to our friends, uh, commitment to our allies on the ground who fought with us. And I would say this, uh, reasonable people can disagree about our force presence in Afghanistan, how quickly to wind down, whether we need an enduring presence. I am for an enduring presence that secures Kabul and Bagram and allows us to conduct not just counterterrorism operations, but a great power competition in the region, particularly given China's interest in Pakistan and the Gwadar port. Uh, however, I don't think anybody, even the most ardent uh, proponent of getting out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan can defend the way in which this is being done and just how ham-handed it is. Everything from just announcing the withdrawal on you know, the anniversary of September 11th to not having a plan for taking care of uh, you know, the SIP visa issue for interpreters that risked their lives to work with us. This has been an absolute disaster from the White House. And again, I, ju- I just fear it's going to undermine the credibility of America's deterrent around the world, not just in Afghanistan. It's a bug out. Biden's bug out. And this was not what Trump proposed. I've talked to the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, who served under President Trump. They intended to leave. They intended to leave an Afghanistan that was intact, supported by air support. And this is a bug out. And by that, I don't even think the embassy will be open in a month, Mike Gallagher. Do you? No. I mean, look, we already have half a dozen of Afghanistan's 34 provincial capital cities that have fallen to the Taliban, Taliban since late last week. I mean, this is happening at a much more rapid pace than our intelligence community predicted. 
but it should have been predictable given the speed with which we bugged out. I mean, it's just a heartbreaking disaster. And, Hugh, if the goal was to free up resources, to focus on China, focus on the Indo-Pacific theater, an understandable goal, was actually counterproductive to that effort because we have been forced to send a carrier from the Indo-Pacific to cover the withdrawal. I think the first time since the early 2000s that we've had to do that. Uh, Because we are now trying to adopt some overwatch posture in Afghanistan, that means we're going to further stress our Navy and Air Force assets, which are precisely the assets that you will need in the Indo-Pacific theater. So it fails on its own terms. It fails under the idea that you're trying to free up resources for the China fight, because it's not freeing up resources for the China fight. This is a surrender. It is a, a, a black mark on U.S. foreign policy. And if you add on to that, just the overall confusion of our policy in the Middle East, the confusion of friends and enemies, and the really pathetic attempt to resuscitate the lifeless corpse of the Iran deal, you're going to see another disaster in the Middle East that will screw up our entire ability to get serious and tough on China because we're going to be forced to deal with chaos in a second priority theater. The uh, Biden bug out also reminds of Jimmy Carter, because at the same time that we are withdrawing from the world and allowing chaos to reign, we are not spending anything on defense. I can't even believe that we have a trillion dollars in infrastructure, three and a half trillion dollars in additional spending voted last night. It hadn't come to the House yet, but something will pass. They're going to spend trillions of dollars on top of the three to four trillion we spent last year. So eight trillion dollars, more than we spent on World War Two and one combined in the Vietnam War. And there's no money for defense in that. There's there, there's no plus up. It's 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 unbelievable that the Democrats have really adopted. We're going to be a left wing socialist European country with no defense. At the highest levels of spending since World War Two, as you point out, but they are unwilling to spend the minimum necessary to prevent World War Three. I mean, that is the bottom line right there. I mean, the Dems voted against an amendment from Wicker and Inhofe. It would have added a modest $50 billion for defense, including $25 billion for shipyards. Is that not critical infrastructure right there? I mean, this thing includes Green New Deal policies that would tax American energy producers. I mean, the American energy revolution has given us this massive geopolitical gift, and it seems as if we're intent on squandering that gift. I mean, this includes a program to push U.S. to receive 80 percent of electricity from clean sources by 2030, according to The Wall Street Journal. And then on, on to that, I mean, this would just completely exacerbate our, our debt crisis and expand our welfare state and bring us closer to being a European-style um, socialist country, as you point out to you. Um, no, it's a triumph of the left. I don't want to, even as the Kabul route, uh, even as the Taliban route every Afghan nationalist force, the left has routed the center right. And it's a route. And I don't want people to, to in any way understand it as other than that. It's a route last night. And a route means we are going back to Carterism, which is an yeah. in, except without an advantage, a, a qualitative advantage over the Soviet Union I- existing over China. We are going back. We are disarming when we are at a qualitative disadvantage in some areas and precariously ahead in others. And it's a defining moment for the country. And we told people, Mike Gallagher, we told them and they didn't believe us. Yeah, Joe Biden was supposed to be this moderate who, you know, would bring back the halcyon days of bipartisanship. Well, there is nothing moderate 
about this agenda from day one. I mean, Biden was bragging about passing the most progressive piece of legislation since the New Deal with the last coronavirus bill. I mean, this is a radical left agenda. And to connect the two, Afghanistan and this domestic blowout, Hugh, uh, I'm reminded of Obama's first consequential speech on Afghanistan policy at the Eisenhower Theater at West Point, if memory serves correctly, where he uttered the infamous phrase, you know, we're going to focus less on nation building abroad and we're going to focus on nation building at home. Well, I don't even think Obama in his wildest dreams would have imagined this level of progressive socialist nation building at home. I mean, this is just another level of spending of the government pickers picking winners and losers of taxing business owners and hardworking Americans, raising energy prices. Uh, this is a reckless agenda. We need to push back. We, this, this, no doubt we can comfort ourselves slightly because this means that Republicans at a minimum will win back the house. I, I can almost guarantee you that unless we massively screw it up, but we have so much work to do if we are put in charge to undo the destructive nature of this agenda, that we need to start coming up with our agenda to counter it right now. I mean, there's well, let, let me start with this. I, I thought the Republicans gave up too soon last night. They could have gone a lot longer and they didn't. And they're old guys in the Senate mostly, and they, they couldn't hold the floor and give. I, I wanted them to go for two weeks with amendments to focus on this terrible deal. Now there's going to be a debt limit crisis because McConnell has said, if you don't put the debt limit in the reconciliation bill, we ain't passing it. Uh, And that's the credibility of the Senate caucus on the line now. Will the Republicans hold firm and not pass a debt limit? You know, you'll get hammered by the media, but it's the only way to stop this. This is a complete transformation of the country. Will the Republicans shut the government down? Well, we have to hold firm. I mean, obviously, in the House, we're a pure majoritarian body. So if they have all the votes, they have enough votes on their side. They don't need us. Right. Uh, But in the Senate, I mean, it gets a little bit trickier uh, for the Democrats. So we have to hold firm. I don't like to put much faith. uh, Even my even my baby daughter's crying. She's so distraught about this this spending here. I mean, it's a 13 month old. That's how that's how much we've fallen. Well, she knows Um, how much she's in debt. I think we. I think she owes the federal government something like seven hundred thousand dollars. Every kid in America right. owes that much money. We robbed from Grace Gallagher. She's she's very distraught. But we have to hold the line here. We absolutely have to hold the line, and our Republican senators need to do whatever is possible. I think the conceptual mistake they made from the beginning was conceiving of these bills as two separate bills: the infrastructure bill and then the three point five trillion dollar reconciliation bill. When of course the Democrats had always linked them. Nancy Pelosi had explicitly talked about linking them, as had President Biden. And so we have to consider this as one giant progressive package, not in isolation. And we have to do everything possible, wielding every parliamentary tool at our disposal to hold the line, because this will fundamentally transform America. I believe this will fundamentally transform America, not for the better, for the much, much, much worse. No, it's, it's, a, it's a defeat of freedom. But I, I am hopeful that uh, McConnell... I would have voted for the trillion dollars in infrastructure as a proof that the Republicans will do a lot with the new president, more than I would normally do, to try and stop the three and a half trillion in the transformation. But it didn't work. Cinema and Manchin went along with it. Didn't work. We put everything on uh, Cinema, Manchin, Hassan, Feinstein, and they all voted for a repeal of freedom. And they really did. It's that radical. I want you to have the last word. I'm not over. I'm not given to hyperbole. It's a complete 
redoing of America. No, I agree with you. I, I guess on infrastructure, I would only say look how uh, far and quickly the goalposts has shifted because in my freshman term in the 115th Congress in 2017, we were talking about a $200 billion infrastructure bill. And so that's massively, you know, what 4 x in just a matter of years. And what did you talk about in your book uh, as, a, as a grand uh, bipartisan uh, bargain uh, back then? I mean, this, this, the price keeps going up and up and up. And you got to get at the fundamental issue, which is why our infrastructure costs so much is because you need regulatory reform. And that's what Trump did. Trump had a very ambitious NEPA regulatory reform agenda. That's the real bipartisan foundation for infrastructure. It's reg reform in return for a, a smart investment of money. People don't want that. What they're getting is a massive expansion of government employees who will enjoy comfortable incomes and benefits for life. The country is splitting into those who work for the government and those who don't. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.